0: Been praying for for a long time, please touch them in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Take the offer. campuses, Stevens Point Appleton, I am here, welcome, everyone in Green Bay as well, Uh, welcome to our worship and prayer night, Uh, if we can all uh, just stand up together at all of our campuses, this is the uh, prayer Jesus taught his disciples to pray, we prayed on Sundays, we've been walking through it on Wednesday nights, and let's just all of our campuses together during our evening of worship and prayer. Let's just go before God and pray the way Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Let's all say this wherever you're at, Appleton Point, Green Bay, let's all join together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good evening. Uh, we are in 21 days of prayer. So what we did uh, in in December is we call our church into this season of prayer. And I know a lot have been joining uh, from all of our campuses, coming together, a lot of us getting together in the mornings. We've been getting together at 6.15 uh, in the morning. We've been praying for 45 minutes, and today was day 18. And a lot have been joining. Uh, if they're not able to join us in the morning, many of you have been joining by walking through uh, a time of prayer yourself as you're able to, whether it's in the morning or in the evening or at lunch, some of you using the prayer guide. But we really do appreciate our church jumping in and saying, let's make prayer a priority. We've led out with this simple phrase, which is pray first. We've asked the question, what would our lives look like if we would pray first? And it's really the idea of seeking God first in your life. You know, you even look at the Ten Commandments, don't have any other gods before me. And uh, and we do that by putting God first in our lives. And one of the best ways to do that is to create a lifestyle of prayer. So if you're going to grow in your life, it takes some desire, and hopefully this is created and stirred in you a bit of a desire to grow spiritually in your life. Uh, and prayer is such a great way to do that. And then if you're going to have some desire, it's got to move to some dedication. You got to create some habits in your life. And 21 days, they say, is a great time frame to break old habits and to start new ones. So some of you maybe are creating a new habit of prayer, and that's amazing. Uh, And we, we had a prayer school that we did at our Green Bay campus. A number I know from Appleton were able to join us. And a different idea of how you can spend some regular time in prayer was given there. And it's this idea that, you know, you might have some great success some mornings, and other mornings you'll feel like you're having zero success at all. Uh, If anyone's been doing the 21 days of prayer with us in the morning, just a show of hands, how many of you would say some of the mornings have been great and some of them I can barely stay awake? Anybody besides me? Some of the mornings are great and some of them are a struggle. Uh, But when you press through and keep on doing it, it's great to create a habit. And then really, when you create that dedication, it moves into what we would call uh, delight. It's something you delight in. It becomes really a joy in your life. And it's the story that we've heard repeated and repeated from the people joining us saying, when are we going to do this again? This has been awesome. This has been transformative in my life. I've seen answers to prayers. We've seen so many great things come out of it. And we've been praying over so many different areas uh, from our families to our marriages to our kids to our pastors to the prayer requests that you guys turn in to our cities, the government leaders. We've been covering a lot of things in prayer, and it's a lot of fun. We wrap up this Saturday, so we would invite you, if you've not joined us, you can still join us. We've got a few days left. We'll finish up Saturday morning. But if you'd like to join us for 21 days of prayer in the morning at any of our campuses, really, uh, you're welcome to join us, even if you haven't done it. There's nothing tricky about it. We come, there's a little short message on prayer that's about 10 minutes long from one of the staff and then we just kind of spread throughout the rooms, and we have some individual prayer time, and we've, most, most are using that prayer guide just to kind of set up their prayer time walking through in the morning, and we walk through the Lord's Prayer, or there's kind of a daily prayer guide you can go through as well, some different points you can pray for, and then our daily prayer focus, and today was our sphere of influence. What are the areas in your life that, you, that we have influence? And We prayed over that. So it's been great. It's transformative in our lives, and a lot of people have really lived out that mantra of pray first. I wanted to share a few praise reports because many of you have been turning in prayer requests, and we've not only received prayer requests, but we've started receiving some praise reports. So here's a few I'd like to share. There was a lady that was asking us to pray for her back. She was having chronic pain in her back that wasn't leaving. She said, praise God, Thank you and everyone that's been praying for my back during 21 days of prayer. The pain is gone. Thank you, God. Amen. Here's another one. It says, thank you so much for praying. I've been praying for direction and support to find a new career and have been working and have been out of work for months. I was truly at my breaking point. God provided me with a new job and it's going great. I can't tell you how much your support and prayers have meant. This guy found a job, new career, praise God. Here's another one. We were, we've been praying over a two-and-a-half-year-old uh, that was having surgery on, on the heart. And, uh, and we received this praise report back. It said, thank you for praying for our two-and-a-half-year-old grandchild, The heart surgery that was a 50-50 success rate was a success, and our grandchild will be able to come home even sooner than expected from the hospital. They're recovering great. Thank you for your prayers. We shared that prayer that morning when we were gathering together at one of our campuses here in Green Bay, shared that praise report, and Pastor Keith, he said, Just real quick, how many people prayed over that prayer request? Can I see a show of hands? And there was, I mean, people even all around this room, probably all around our campuses raised their hands. There must have been 20, 30 people that prayed over that very prayer request for the past 15, 16 days before we got that prayer request back. Isn't that awesome? All these prayer requests being covered up on a daily basis. I just think it's awesome. Here's another one. Thank you for praying for my heart that was going to need a stint. I've visited with the doctors and they've now turned around the diagnosis and said that surgery won't be needed, only medication, praise God. (laughs) Here's another one. During the 21 days of prayer, we've been praying for a guy in the church that has a blood clot around the brain. He's been on a waiting list to see a specialist now for over a month. He asked that while we were praying that he would get an appointment sooner rather than later and he's contacted and he's actually with the specialist today. So we'll pray for him right now. <laughs> Lord, we pray uh, for this, uh, this man, I've, I forget his name, but he's from our Appleton campus, Lord, and I pray for him while he's visiting with the specialist today. And Lord, we just pray that you would direct their hands, that they would get good answers and we pray for healing in his body. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, we lifted up our pastors at the church. Uh, We prayed for Pastor Mark, and uh, he lost his wife last month, and he's doing pretty good right now. And uh, we've been lifting up Pastor Mark in prayer during this entire, entire 21 days. So thank you guys for praying for our pastor. Amen? God answers prayers. So tonight, just short Little message. Uh, we want to finish up our series that we've been in uh, on our Wednesday evenings on the Lord's Prayer. So we'll finish that up. Uh, the disciples in Luke chapter 11, they go to Jesus, as we've been saying, and they say, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? They see Jesus get away and he prayed. He went to a certain place. He went while it was dark. Jesus was known for getting away. He was known for tucking away and getting time, and he prayed to God. And if anyone knew how to pray, how many of you think it was Jesus? Jesus knew how to pray. And so the disciples, they see him praying, and they say, would you teach us? John taught his disciples to pray. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And we should have that same attitude that we need to be taught how to pray. And uh, so it's good to take some time, and we've set up this time so that we can learn a little bit more about prayer. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. Uh, Just to let you know, people have asked, when are we gonna do 21 days of prayer again? We'll do it uh, just as we're going into the fall. So we'll do another 21 days of prayer as we're going into the fall. We'll give you more details about that when it comes. And then there's a number of prayer life groups. So we're uh, just starting off our brand new season of winter life groups. So if you're not in a life group, maybe prayer has been meaningful to you. Maybe you'd want to join up with one of those prayer life groups. So you can be looking for those at your campuses as well. Or if you're someone, you'd say, I'd like to lead a prayer life group. Contact your campus pastor. Or if you're in Green Bay, you can contact Pastor Lathan and say, I'd like to lead a group based on prayer. Maybe a teaching on prayer, or maybe it's just getting together to pray. So that would be great. So we'll finish up with Luke about teaching how to pray the Lord's Prayer. He goes over to Matthew is where you find it. We just all got together now as we started off our, our message here this morning talking about the Lord's Prayer. So uh, while we've looked at this, Jesus said this is how you should pray. It wasn't necessarily what you should pray, although we pray it. And it's a beautiful prayer, and we pray it all the time. And it's a great prayer to pray, but it's good to also take a look at it because it wasn't just what. It wasn't necessarily just say these exact words. He was giving you, this is how you should pray. So when you break it down, there's really about seven different areas of the prayer. And in the past three weeks, we've gone through five of those. So I'll give you those five just super fast and then we'll finish up the last two tonight. The first part of that prayer says our father in heaven. So it's this idea of connecting with God relationally, that our father is in heaven and it's our father that we can connect to him like a child connects to their dad. And a lot of us, maybe we grew up in traditions where God seems like he's far off, like he's outside the world and he is, but God's inside the world and he's right here. And you can talk to God because of what Jesus did. We've got direct access to God. Jesus is sitting right right next to God. And we can go to God because of the work that Jesus did on the cross. We can connect to God like a father. We can talk to God about what's going on in our lives. He knows. And we can connect to him like a dad. Uh, The second point is, hallowed be your name. And it's this idea of worship. And God's got a lot of benefits that he gives us. And it's a good reason to give him praise. So we're kind of finishing up our final week of 21 days of prayer here Wednesday night with a worship evening. So we'll have some time tonight, just a short message. And we're going to finish with a time of praise and worship, giving God thanks for who he is. And then also tied to this is the idea of giving God praise before you've got the answer to your prayer. That before you even see the answer, we can have an attitude of praise unto God. That before we even see the results, we can say, God, thank you that you answer our prayers. Thank you that the check is in the mail, that my needs are met, that you've got what I need for today. Thank you, God. So it's this attitude of praise, and that's where faith jumps in. We talked about that. The next line in the Lord's prayer is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's about this idea of praying God's agenda first. It's about loving what God loves and God loves lost people. So we spent a lot of time and we do spend a lot of time praying for the lost and praying that God's kingdom would come here in this earth, that heaven would kiss earth right now, that the two would meet, that we can see heaven on earth right now, the things that are broken, the things that aren't as they should be, that we can see heaven begin to appear right here, right now. This past Sunday, Bishop Ed Gungry talked about the idea of epiphany, about the heavens being torn open and God peeking out. The idea of aha, that aha moment, that heaven can tear open and we can experience God in an incredible way. We prayed about that, and God says pray that that would happen, that his kingdom would come, that his will would be done right here, right now, as it is in heaven. So that was the next line. Then it goes on to say, give us this day our daily bread, that we can depend on God for everything we need, that God cares about the daily needs of what we have. And as sons, God, and daughters, God wants to bless us in our lives. And then it goes on to point five. It says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Or other translations say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And it's this idea of we need to forgive and we need to be forgiven. That Christianity 101 is walking in forgiveness and that we need to walk in forgiveness towards other people, and that we need it in our lives. And if we want forgiveness in our lives, we need to forgive other people. We talked about that last week in our, uh, in our Bible study. And then finishing up tonight, point number six, the next line in the Lord's Prayer says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one little funkier line, right? Because God doesn't tempt us. And that's not what the idea of, that's what that's talking about. It's this idea of engaging in spiritual warfare. Again, a funky topic. But we are in a spiritual battle. Spiritual warfare can seem difficult to understand, but the Bible makes it very clear that we have an enemy that is trying to steal from us, that is trying to kill us and is trying to destroy us. Satan does not want you to prosper in your life. Sin leads to death. We pray, God, pull us away from that temptation of sin because sin will lead to death. And we want to live lives that are holy. So, God, keep me away from that. Before I would even be tempted, would you pull me away from it? And as we pray, we are taking our stand against the enemy. And we're fighting from a place of victory through Jesus. And then we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's because of Jesus and his victory that we walk in that same victory. And we can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there is power in God's word. And every lie the enemy has told us can be replaced with the truth from God's word. It says this in Ephesians 6.12 about this fight. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. By recognizing the enemy wants to destroy you, you can shed light on his lies and claim God's truth over your life. So getting the word of God inside of you is the first step to having a great life where you can fight spiritually against what the enemy is trying to do against you. Simply speaking the name of Jesus has great power in the spiritual realm. The Bible tells us this in James chapter 4 verse 7. It talks about resisting the devil. It says, "So humbly, so humble yourselves before God. It says, "Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The devil's trying to mess with you in your life. The name of Jesus is powerful in your life. So through prayer, we can resist the evil one and walk forward in freedom. So on that point, I just want us to pray together. So wherever you're at, if you would bow your head and close your eyes, and I'll pray for us here this evening. God, we pray right now against the one that's trying to defeat us, God. And we recognize that our struggles today aren't against people. They're not against circumstances around us. But oftentimes, our fight is against the enemy. Lord, please help us to see how the enemy may, enemy may be lying to us. Help us recognize his lies to take those thoughts captive and to make all of our thoughts obedient to the truth of your word. While the enemy wants to destroy us, Lord, we know that you came to give us life and life to the fullest. You came to give us an abundant life. So Lord, I speak the name of Jesus this, this evening over everyone that's joining with us. Lord, and we declare that no weapon formed against me will prosper we don't have to fear the enemy because the one who is in me, the one that is in you, the one that is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen. Number six was engage in spiritual warfare. As we close, number seven, express faith in God's ability. The final line in the Lord's prayer is for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. God is more than able to move in every situation. Whatever it is you're facing here tonight, God is more than able to move the mountains in your life. And ending our prayer time by declaring his authority and power, Our minds, they focus on the truth and they focus on the hope that God, you've got what I need. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. And you can do what you said you can do. In Jeremiah 32, 17, it says, Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth. Your great power and outstretched arm created those things. Isn't that awesome? Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too difficult from God. This morning during our prayer time, I read a verse out of Psalm 119. I didn't give it to him here tonight, but it says this. says, this is my comfort in trouble, that your promise gives me life. This is your comfort in trouble, that the promise gives you life. That whatever trouble it is you're facing, have comfort, because the promises that God gives, gives you life. And if you don't know what God's promises are, dig into the Bible. It's laced with promises from God. So dig in and learn and grow spiritually. Remind yourself of God's limitless power and then return to praising Him and declaring faith in God. It says, Yours is the kingdom. That means all authority belongs to God. Yours is the power. Almightiness flows from God. It's not by our strength, it's by His. And then it says, Yours is the glory which means, God, your victory will be complete. The good work that God started in you, he's gonna be faithful to complete it. So I'm gonna pray, and then we'd ask that you all stand up. In fact, you can stand up with me wherever you're at. I'll close our message in prayer, and then uh, we'll pass off to all of our campuses locally, and we'll finish off our evening with a time of praise and worship here tonight. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that nothing is too difficult for you, God, nothing is too hard for you. Not one thing that anybody is facing here tonight is too difficult for you, God. We thank you that we can run to you in prayer. We give you praise here tonight for even the praise reports that we've heard up until this point and what is yet to come. God, we thank you that we can run to you as our dad in prayer. God, we thank you that you care about the needs of our lives, even those very daily things, down to the daily bread, what we eat, what we wear. God, you care for us, and we thank you for that. Through your great power, God, all things are possible. All authority is yours, God. All might is yours, and I know that your victory will be complete, that the work that you started and those that are here, God, you'll be faithful to complete it. You're amazing, we worship you here tonight. We come to you with just an attitude of worship, of praise, of surrender. We ask that you would mess with us. Lord, I pray that this would be a reorienting time tonight where we've drifted God, pull us back towards you. Lord, where we have not followed you, God, I pray that we would have an attitude of repentance for our sins. God, we thank you that you're slow to anger, you're rich in mercy. God, you're abounding in love towards us. We thank you for that. I pray that everyone would know that and feel that here tonight from you. Lord, we thank you for your power and your presence in our lives. You are our God and you are worthy of our praise. And we give it to you here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.